This podcast is sponsored by Prime Super, providing straightforward superannuation solutions to Australian businesses for over 20 years. Go to primesuper.com.au to see what we can do for you. Medication management has been a massive issue during this Royal Commission. The Pharmaceutical Society of Australia has called for a national program that would embed pharmacists at all aged care facilities. And joining me to dissect this is the PSA National President, Dr Chris Freeman. Chris, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. The aged care sector is uh, pretty much crying poor at all levels, Chris. How would they afford um, a pharmacist on site on the payroll? Yeah, it's a very good question to ask. And, uh, you know, I think uh, if you, uh, as you've mentioned in your introduction, uh, a lot of the evidence being brought forward through the Royal Commission has focused on medicine management and the, and the issues that we are having in that sector. And, and the reasons for that is, is multifactorial. From a, from a affordability point of view, uh, when the uh, commission uh, hands down its findings and recommendations, uh, there'll be some uh, pressure on the government through the aged care division to um, look at ways of funding those recommendations being brought forward. Uh, and we strongly support uh, the government looking at funding some of those uh, uh, recommendations targeted towards medicines management. And one of the ideas that we have and have brought forward is uh, pharmacists uh, being integrated into those aged care settings. Now, what we wouldn't expect to see would be a pharmacist in those settings, say, full-time. Uh, we expect that this is probably a part-time role across many of those settings. Uh, but we, we would see an injection of funding external to the aged care facilities themselves. And so, have you had any more thoughts as to how it would work? I mean, would um, would they be working for the individual um, facilities? Would there be one big company that provides the pharmacists to everywhere? Um, I mean, there are approximately twenty five hundred yep. aged care homes in Australia. I'm assuming we would need a yep. massive influx of um, pharmacists. Uh, well, we've got uh, over thirty two thousand pharmacists registered across Australia, so we have uh, a ready and, and capable workforce to be able to move into this area more meaningfully. Of course, pharmacists are already uh, engaged uh, at a distance into aged care facilities providing medicine reviews and quality use of medicine services. But what we don't have is pharmacists' time on the ground to assist residents uh, managing their medicines and the aged care facility staff also managing those medicines. So the, the way that we would see this rolled out would be a flexible model, uh, knowing that the aged care sector uh, and residential aged care uh, have a very diverse model in which uh, it operates. And so we couldn't uh, expect a one-size-fits-all approach. Uh, we would expect a flexible model where uh, on occasions it might be a pharmacist directly engaged with the facility uh, if we have uh, some of the more uh, a bigger group uh, aged care facilities, you might see a pharmacist engaged amongst the group of, of uh, aged care facilities, particularly where those facilities might have a smaller number of beds, for example. We've seen another story today in the Sydney Morning Herald about the use of antipsychotics for longer than is recommended periods. Um, and these drugs, again, not shown to have much effect and eventually act like a, a sedative. What are you seeing in aged care currently that is allowing this to happen and that needs to be changed? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question again. I think, um, again, the answer is that it's multifactorial. Uh, we have an increasing population uh, now uh, moving into residential aged care. 
and we have an increasing burden of uh, dementia and, and uh, related diseases. Uh, we have had a period where um, uh, there have been, uh, you know, issues with workforce allocation into the aged care facilities, and unfortunately, uh, we see that uh, antipsychotic use and sedative use in these facilities uh, are used inappropriately uh, uh, for a number of those reasons, particularly around, say, workforce, which are required to implement some of those non-drug strategies to assist patients with, say, behavioural disturbances related to their dementia. I think with our suggestion of uh, integrating pharmacists into aged care, what we will see is uh, more time on the ground for that pharmacist in those facilities to help better protect patients from medicines-related harm, including those from antipsychotics and sedatives. And we want pharmacists to be able to help doctors and GPs make the right decisions about the medicines at the time of prescribing. Because certainly at the moment, it's a very reactive uh, uh, intervention where the pharmacist often makes that uh, recommendation to stop or withdraw that medicine after it's already uh, been implemented. Um, Dr. Kathleen Sluggett of the PSA at the Royal Commission spoke about some of these issues and she spoke about polypharmacy and that um, some people are taking nine or more drugs. Um, and this kind of rolls on from the you know this issue of using drugs for longer periods and misuse. If pharmacists in general, but then if they are embedded in aged care, can they intervene against a nurse or a doctor? Yes. Yeah, so, so um, you know, what we would hope to see is that the pharmacist works very closely alongside the nursing staff and uh, GPs. And, of course, we've got an increasing uh, um, scope of some nurses working in aged care. And we really see the role of the pharmacist is working alongside these prescribers. And, you know, as, as you know, uh, unfortunately, as people tend to go through life, they uh, unfortunately get some of these chronic diseases and, and tend to collect a lot of these medicines. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't have a mechanism where uh, we can uh, uh, comprehensively review uh, over a long period of time that person's medicines. And so, you know, what we're asking is that the pharmacist be embedded to work alongside those other health professionals to provide support to them. Uh, one of the future models potentially might be that the pharmacist may have the ability themselves to either step down that medicine or stop it completely in a collaborative way, uh, letting the GP and the nursing staff know as well. Mm. I'm thinking, and probably for most people who are not um, intimately involved with pharmacists and the prescription of medication, you would imagine then it's whoever else is down the line administering the medication or the patient themselves who should take the blame. But does any blame lie at the feet of the pharmacists who are prescribing the drugs that potentially might yeah, be look, I, Yeah, look, I, I, uh, you know, pharmacists are not prescribers. Uh, we supply the medicines into the aged care facilities, but we have a role. Uh, and, you know, I, I, this is not a, a process where we should be pointing fingers but coming up with solutions. And medicine-related harm can happen at, at all stages of that sort of the cycle, whether it be the decision to initiate the medicine through prescribing, whether it be the supply or dispensing process, or whether it's the administration process. At each one of those steps, uh, uh, an issue with that medicine uh, might happen. And we've actually got to tackle each of those steps individually, but in a coordinated way so that we can reduce this 
uh, you know, mountain of, of evidence that's been uh, presented to the Royal Commission around medicine-related harm. Dr. Friedman, thank you very much for joining us to look into the issue. Thank you very much.